from the studio, known as the secret back room patio, sometimes known as the furlong room, but definitely not known as the furlong room here at Uno Pizzeria and Grill in Hamilton, New Jersey. Welcome to a very special episode of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSA Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you. Happy to be with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the new year, the year 2018. We uh, have been uh, very successful so far to not have been uh, canceled, even though there's really no authority to cancel us, except us. But uh, we're here. We are, we're here. <laughs> We're here, and we're having a good time. So, to uh, to to start the year off in a celebratory way, we're having uh, a little bit of fun here in Uno, and uh, having uh, having a couple of adult beverages and a nice dinner and whatnot. And we've uh, put together a little party here with uh, with my two guests today. That's right, two guests today. It's like I don't I can't even describe how awesome it is, but. Uh, to my right, the producer engineer of this episode and the chairperson of the board of directors, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello, welcome. Oh, thank you very much for having me. This is spectacular. Great to be here with my with my buddies and my partners in crime. <laughs> and and cellmates. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, guess that, that was goes, implied. Was impl- <laughs> that's on me. That's on me. And to my left, a man who wants to escape now because of uh, all of these uh, things that we're saying. The vice chairperson of the board of directors, my good friend, Mr. Sean Goff. Hello, Sean. Hello. Thanks for having me. Great to be here with you. It is. So uh, we're here to start off the uh, the year properly with uh, with a good time and uh, and 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 whatnot. So we're gonna try and uh, maybe uh, corral some people who work here at Uno to join us, but uh, knowing them, they'll probably say no, which is fine. Which is fine. A lot of people are shy. Yes, so, they're very you know. very shy people. So. Not going to mention any names. No, we I really won't. No, we won't. We won't do that. But um, anyway, let's uh, let's uh, run down what we're going to be talking about today. Later on yeah. today, uh, later on in the episode, we're going to talk about uh, a, a piece of legislation that is going through the various chambers in uh, the state of New Jersey uh, regarding uh, sports teams at the high school level. And uh, how that's being passed through, and what kind of uh, damages it could potentially have. Uh, but uh, but first, we're going to play our uh, our our little game called this Fortnite in Sportsmanship, which we still haven't had. We we still don't have a theme for. No, we were trying to get a jingle going, but uh, we were thinking about just doing our own jingle, kind of like uh, Jeff and Craig would, you know. But well, let me take my headphones exactly, off for this because this this usually ends up something like. Is Fortnite in sportsmanship, and that's it. And that's it. So really, literally, okay, it's that's safe that's, now. That's literally it. okay. That's literally all we have in the form of a jingle so far. That's it. Um, hey, it's great. Hey, you know, listen. you can auto tune that, and it'll be, we, it'll be ready to go. Oh, it's it's. Let me tell you, I'll, I'll orchestrate it. It'll be the best orchestration <laughs> ever. No one orchestrates like me. <laughs> See, this is what happens after I've had two beers. And this so. is what happens when the three of us get together. Oh, my God. I'm surprised. I don't even think we're going to be able to talk with everything Prob- that's going on. Probably but not. But that's okay. We're here to have fun. Let, let, just, just for our listeners at home, you know, we got to this restaurant somewhere between 6 and 7. We didn't really hit the record button until 10. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. Actually, because exactly 10 o'clock. Maybe the, a little bit before that. That's what we do. We, we're uh, so good at orchestrating. We're tired of orchestrating. Exactly. <laughs> right. It just, it just I, I don't know. We, we, didn't, we, we, need did, we did orchestrate something we didn't, but it wasn't that. <laughs> Get, Get it. <laughs> so, okay. We can edit this out. No, no. No, we're no. not. <laughs> All right. Two things we got to talk about. First, let's talk about the good thing because... Uh, this really isn't anything other than a, a tip of the cap uh, to uh, the people that did this. Um, Stephen Piscotti is an outfielder in Major League Baseball who was just traded from the St. Louis Cardinals to the Oakland Athletics. And uh, the reason that this trade is significant is because Piscotti is from the Oakland area and his mother has been diagnosed with ALS. And oh. he requested to the Cardinals uh, that he be traded to the A's just so that he could be with his ailing mother. And the Cardinals called the A's and said, can we make this happen? And they said, absolutely. And lo and behold, they orchestrated a trade and they worked it out. And, you know, I just, it, it just, we just want to tip our caps to uh, two organizations that put family uh, and, and just life in general ahead of business, which doesn't normally happen in, in, in professional sports, you know? So, so just our, our hats go off to, to those two organizations for definitely, doing, you know, the, the, the Cardinals have always been a, an organization that has been one of the classiest in all of baseball. Um, the A's kind of like their, you know, their identity doesn't have anything to do with class. It has everything to do with, with Billy Bean and, you know, how, what he was able to, portray in the movie Moneyball and, you know, kind of like how they don't, you know, they, they trade their players off. They, you know, they, right. they can't afford them. They, they need a new stadium badly. And it's just, so, so for them to be able to, to do this, just, just, just a great job all around by them, you know? So that's where we want to start. Absolutely. Unless you guys have any other thoughts on, on No, that, I think you know? we should start on a positive. All right. Great. So, oh, that's the end of the podcast. Let's drink. Okay. Yeah, sounds so. great. Now... <laughs> So now let's talk about the uh, the one negative thing that we were going to bring up, um, which we we talked about in pre-production a little bit, and is a is a worthy discussion. Um, not that this happens uh, rarely; this happens a lot. But uh, Jason Kidd, the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks, was fined fifteen thousand dollars for comments he made regarding the officiating of a recent basketball game. And we were talking about, you know, why coaches and players feel the need to do this, especially when they know that there's a reprimand coming that's, you know, either monetary or a suspension, et cetera. You know, what, what, what kind of purpose does it serve? And can, can it be better suited in a different way? You know, is, are we actually getting the point across by doing that? And we, we, had, some, we had some interesting thoughts on it. Um, you know, I, I'll start by saying, you know, the first the first point that I that I or the first question that I raised was, if you know that this kind of an action has such a reprimand, why would you continue to do it? You know, is, you're right. going to get fined. You know, you're going to get fined for this. Why Why are you going to do it? I mean, the obvious thought in in response to that is, you know, fifteen thousand dollars to Jason Kidd is nothing. You know. Well, that, and to piggyback on what you were saying, 
uh, it's sort of it. You know, you're in a position after a game where the adrenaline is still, you know, in your system where you're really not thinking clearly. Right. I mean, you're expected to answer questions with a clear head, but a lot of times that doesn't happen. So, how did it, it feel to lose that game? Great. Oh, <laughs> right. What are you going to say? <laughs> exactly. So, I think that's part of it as well. Like, you, 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 you obviously don't have. You, you're not you don't have all your faculties right you know so you're gonna wind up saying from time to time dumb things although there are of course two sides to every coin you know you you can say you can say things in passing but if you stay on the subject and you elaborate on it and say very polarizing things or harp on it too much yeah. right yeah. then it start then it's like okay this is a little bit more than adrenaline right. you know now he's he has the wherewithal he knows what he's saying this is just a this is just you know he's in rage mode now what's funny about that is that when i was um director of athletic bands uh there you, you know we would get a a a sheet at you know at at, at the college level that would tell you like you know the schedule of how everything was going to go at you know like a football game so you know you would have at this time they were you know the kickers were allowed on the field to practice and then on this time you know they would do uh opening introductions and at this time the star spangled banner and then kickoff is at this time and then you know halftime is here and blah, blah, blah. so at the very very bottom what they would do is they would you know obviously put in all the stuff for the media because the media would see this as well so, you know because then once the game's over they got to go do their interviews and so they can write their their stories and whatnot and it would literally say that the two head coaches would be available to the media after a 10-minute cooling-off period. Huh. And I'm thinking That's to myself... That's the exact phrase? Exactly, yeah. the exact phrase. And I'm thinking to myself... You mentioned this before. Did I say this was before? It, did you say it was for high school sports? No, this is for, for college. college? For, for college, college sports. Okay. And it was just, it was funny to me because I'm like, really, you know, that's all you need to, to cool well, off? Well, right. So this raises the question, should the media be for lack of a better word, maybe hounding coaches or players this soon after the game? It's, <laughs> well, you know, well, that's another thing we were talking about was that, you know, we live in, a, in an age where people want the story right away. Instant, right. You know, especially like at the professional level, you know, they all have, um, you know, they, they all have these post-game shows that, uh, that occur, you know, almost immediately after after the last out, you know, or when the final buzzer and whatnot, you know, they have a couple of bills to pay with advertisements and some closing credits and things like that. But then they go right into the post game, and they want to show you the, you know, the the manager's report, or the coach's report, you know, the the interviews with them. Question. Almost immediately. Yeah. Question. Who now when they when they announce coaches and players will be given ten minutes? Mm -hmm. Is that directed? Obviously, it's directed to the media, but Correct. do the players and the coaches hear that as well? Because that may be a way for them to kind of cool off a little bit. Like, maybe that's an extra incentive. Like, okay, guys, you're going to be interviewed in 10 minutes. Cool down. But if someone else says it, like, you know, it may have a psychological right. effect on their psyche. You know, after the game, maybe it's a way for them to sort of cool down. Well, I think what's interesting about that is that you would think – that we would, you know, that they would be able to see it. You know, they think that, you know, the way that people are communicating within those departments, you know, and whatnot, they would know 
that this is going to be the standard protocol. You know, they're, you know, if I, if I have to go somewhere for somebody, they're going to tell me where to go and when to go, et cetera. You know, that being said, it's almost like you wonder if they even can remember it. You know, are there, are there yeah. assistants down there to remind them of this? You know, or, you know, you know, are they just not of, of a mindset, whether it be just after an athletic contest or just in general, where it's just, it's just not registering, you know? So, you know, to your point, uh, I wonder if they would, you know, if they need to hire someone specifically to say it is your job to follow the coach around and remind him you got 10 minutes before the media comes in I mean, or something like that. I mean, it sounds kind of dumb but at the same time i think it's a really important job you, you almost wonder whether or not the the poor person whose job that is is just going to get their head ripped off by the coach right after especially if it's know? a bad game and it you know, didn't go well i mean i can't imagine what what the repercussions of that but you know it it, it just like i said it just adds this this calming effect like okay it's you know it's talky talky time mm -hmm. you know we're done we're done throwing the ball around you know, yeah. it's it's let's calm down and get into, you know, interview mode. That's great use of the word talky talky, by the way. You like that? So, talky talky? Yeah. Like those old talky talky films? <laughs> you know, the moving pictures? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I mean I guess I guess the the, the, the next point to be made about this situation with, with Jason Kidd is does he honestly think that criticizing the officials through the media is going to get the results that he wants? And that can be, that can be interpreted either as are they going to go back and change the outcome of the game? Obviously not. But are, you know, is, is the official actually going to hear these comments through the media and go, Hmm, you're right. I'll change and be better next time. You know, it's just not right. it's not how human beings think. Well, that's the question probably most worth asking. Is this the best and most efficient way to make your point? And the answer is probably no. There's probably a better There's way to do it. Probably a better forum yeah. to really make an improvement in officiating if that's your goal. Right. Right. But if you're angry in the heat of the moment, maybe. Right. And that's, that's also, what happens. It's and that's also not to say that that doesn't mean you can't talk about it in the post-game right. media. I mean, you, listen, you watch any of these post-game reports, you know, manager gets ejected, and, you know, one of the first questions that they want to ask is, you know, what was the cause for the ejection? Right. So mm -hmm. the manager obviously is going to tell the reporters what happened, you know, and his side of the story, you know. But he, but he's not going to harp on it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going to say, you know, continue to go back to, this guy was a terrible official. I couldn't believe that this call was made. It was a bad call, blah, blah, blah. and just like over and over and over again. He right. might say, "Look, we just had a disagreement over this this judgment call. I thought it was a bad call. It is what it is. We move on." You know, that's not worthy of a fine or a suspension. I, I almost feel like if it's worth it, and it obviously, you know, I'm going to answer my own question. But if the coach sort of talks with the official on the field or on the court at the time of the infraction and sort of gets their explanation of it on the court only then to repeat it again in the press room, it would probably go over a lot better that way right. because they'll have already an idea of what the official thinks rather than just yelling at him on the field and not getting an explanation or not hearing his explanation because he's too pumped up. 
and then he'll just go into a rage. I think that's another thing. There has to be there has to be a stage, a series of filters here. You know, you first have to hear it from the official's it's a mouth. A series of tubes. Say, <laughs> you have to hear it from the official's mouth first. Like this is why I called this, and then have a logical, reasonable dis- discussion on it. And then if you're still not satisfied, go to the commissioner or mm. go to go to you know Legal the next office, level, whatever it next is, next level yeah. up, you know whatever whatever office that may be right. for him for them to review the uh, the the call officially. Say, okay, get another angle on it at least. I know you can't change the call. Just prevent something like this from happening again. Well, to your point, too, I think one of the interesting things there that you have to note is that an official might give a proper explanation of what that call was, but then you are entrusting the manager or whomever to hear it, basically. That's the problem. Hear it and then be able to to repeat it because... You know, a, a manager, you know, an umpire might tell a manager, uh, this is what I saw, this is why I called it. And then in the post-game interview, a couple hours later, the manager might, you know, when they asked, did the umpire give you a reason for this? And he just says, no, he didn't. He's just an idiot. You know, it's just, there's, you, you are basically, in, you know, putting your faith in the telephone system, for lack of a better term, to get the message, right. you know. And that's, I almost that's, think, again, you know, it will kind of going into a different direction but sort of along the same lines you know in football they wear those headsets right you know does someone communicate over those headsets like this is why he made this call or it, hmm. it, or I don't know no, because maybe the, the headsets, if, if it's right in the ear <laughs> maybe they'll get the bet message better I don't know it's unfortunately not you know the the, the, the coaching the coaching staffs Wear the headsets to communicate just with each other. other. And the the officials wear the the headsets, you know, the little earpieces, not only to communicate with each other in a loud environment, but also to uh, potentially have communication with the officials, you know, things like that. Exactly. Because, you know, like, you know, there's such a quickness to it where, you know, if they need, you know, I think it's in the last two minutes, all replays come from the, the replay booth upstairs. So, uh, you know, they might be, you know, might be running down the field because this team is, you know, driving and they're trying to quickly get to the line and whatnot. And, you know, the, the replay official literally has a split second to, to buzz down to the officials down on the field to say, stop the clock. We need to review this, you know. Right. So yeah. so that's that's why it gets to be, you know, it's, but you would think that maybe, you know, or you know what you could do, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of off of that idea. If you ever watch some of the old MLB film you they they are able to enhance the volume uh, as you listen to some of the arguments that happen like you can hear now in this old film when Earl Weaver would go out to argue with with umpires you can perfectly hear what Weaver was saying and what the umpires were saying back and in fairness a lot of it is bleeped out because we all know that Earl Weaver would constantly well, did, curse but didn't Lou Pinella say I'm going to argue and you're going to toss me out. Oh, of course. They, this happens all the time. <laughs> it's this a charade. All the time. It's a charade. It's an absolute charade. Like to get the team yeah. going or exactly. something. That was, now there's an old story about that with Tim McClellan, actually, and I believe Jack McKeon. And then uh, recently retired umpire Dale Scott mentioned that it happened more often than not. And he, wow. He literally said, he said, someone was interviewing about it. He goes, what I have to do when I, know, when I see an, uh, a manager come out to argue, I literally have to put my hand over my mouth as I'm talking to this guy 
because I, and the first thing I ask him is, are you here to really argue or are you is this for show? And more often than not. <laughs> They say it's for show in some, whatever terms it is. More often than not, exactly. And he has so to. They keep have it. to get ejected. So, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And he keeps his hand over his mouth so that people don't see him laughing. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's so funny to, to 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 know that, you know. And then you know. But so it's interesting yeah. too. Yeah. The whole dynamic behind the it. The dynamic is that it's the supposed acting. to be some sort of motivating factor. But also, as a viewer on television, you think you're watching this epic fight. You think you're being right. And it's almost like WWF. Yeah. It's staged. I believe well, it's WWE. They, man. Well, well, do okay. they get... Do <laughs> Let's they get it right. But do, do people get fined when they get ejected? Yes, there's always some sort of punishment that comes with an ejection. So the act costs them. So exactly. even that doesn't have to be a press conference. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Just the fact that you get ejected... I mean, it could be a small fine. It could be a $250 fine, which is nothing to you know, a major league manager. Right. But Every uh, every uh, wow. every you know, every act comes with, or every ejection comes with some sort of penalty like that. The thing that you said about the booth, though, you know, or the uh, coaches speaking the to each other over the headset, you know, mm-hmm. that gets this other question of calls being reviewed. Uh, the league already is watching every play, right, to check how the officials are doing, right. I so, think in most professional leagues that's how absolutely. it works. You know, the, prof- the officials are already being scrutinized. So, if that's already happening, it could be that a coach drawing extra attention to it in a press conference. Maybe I'm not saying it's necessarily true, but it may be a motivating factor for the league to then do something else. You know, Possibly. maybe they know something we don't. You know? But to <laughs> your point, then. If we follow that train of thought, and I and I completely agree that yes, they are watching every single game. Mm-hmm. You would think that I mean, again, there is human error involved. You know, there, if there's somebody assigned to watch every game so that they can scrutinize the officials, eventually someone's just going to start phoning it in or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, oh, but you, you you're know. saying you think they would trust the league enough then you, to exactly, take care of it? I guess that's the point is yeah. to say if that's the case. Still, what is the point of doing that? You know, why don't you just call the officials, like you know, like like you suggested, or not the officials, the commissioner, or some higher up in the in the uh, in in the in the the league office, and say what what's this about? You know, because we like like I was just saying in pre-production, you know, human emotion is is so natural sometimes. You go about it in this way where you're speaking directly or speaking indirectly to the officials through the media. The official hears that his dander's going to get up, his defenses are going to get up, and he's not going to want to change. Right. He's going to put up his defenses and say, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You do it the other way through the league office and then let, let some neutral party in the league office handle it. Now all of a sudden you've got a better shot at getting... A message across. That's well, certainly you would hope so. Right. But then I, the possibility is that it's just so bureaucratic. It could be. That, well, that true, that's you know, true. But so then, then you again, get through the system by speaking in this indirect, right. more controversial manner. I don't know if that's it, true. It, but, we don't, you know. we'll, we'll never well, know that. You know? it's, yeah, and it goes all goes back to what you were saying before about sportsmanship. It's how you communicate with people. It's how you talk to people, who you talk to, when you talk to them, right. how you talk to them. You know, it, it, there's all these factors that can contribute to a, a positive or a negative outcome. Yeah. So um, it's an interesting discussion that I think we should go into more detail 
in another in another podcast. Right, right. When to complain about this, how to go about complaining about it, because some of these calls are bad. I mean, you know, you, 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 you have to, you know, again, it's the adrenaline mixed with human error. You know, it, it's so many different and things all involved. Of, all of these things are more and more reason as to why uh, instant replay was instituted in, mm -hmm. uh, you know because they said we as an official I can tell you firsthand our job and our motivation is to get the call right so for a coach to say you know just to, to, to basically call us out like that not only are you are you taking our ability into consider you know in, in, into question and in, in, in our integrity but you're basically saying that you know we did not want to get that call right. And to be honest with you, whether even if you're a jerk official, you know you want to get the call right. You know, you might have other motivations, you might have some egotism and narcissism and yada, 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 but you go out there with the goal saying, I want to officiate this game properly. I want to get every single call right. I may not get every call right, you know. We, we you certainly. Know, I mean, as as a, as a baseball umpire, you know, if we get ninety percent of our balls and strikes right, we had an excellent, superior day. But mm. the fact of the matter is that to to basically say that these these guys are having or these officials are horrible, you're not taking into consideration that fact, and you're also not taking into consideration that, geez, maybe the guy just had a bad game. You know, yeah. isn't that certainly possible that maybe just an official came out there and just, you know, just didn't have it that day, much like these players sometimes just don't have it? Right. You know? Well, it's so, certainly worth considering from the official standpoint, and we don't often do that. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, Tip of the hat to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Me and Stephen Piscotti. So. <laughs> well, that about wraps up uh, this fortnight in sportsmanship. Let's do the jingle. Ready? This fortnight in sportsmanship. And that's it. That's it. Great. Great. <laughs> Again, I'll auto tune it. It'll be great. I like I like how you pull the headphones off your head so that you don't go deaf from that. Well, you know, listen, you, you I never know what I'm my, do. I gotta yeah. preserve my livelihood here. Okay. His ears are his livelihood. Yeah, let me tell you. you want, if you let me tell you if, if you want this podcast, you know, engineered correctly. You gotta be able to hear. Gotta, gotta yeah. Correct. Those ears might start flapping, you might start getting some air. Yeah. 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 It's, Big dumbo ears over here. <laughs> I used to have I used to have big ears. The rest of my body didn't grow in time, or didn't grow with my ears. From now say. on, from now on, your new nickname is Dumbo. Oh, back to third grade again. <laughs> that's what I've always wanted. If you're just joining us, I'm Jack Furlong. That's Sean Goff, and you're Dumbo. <laughs> Go jump off a bridge. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll do it now. <laughs> I There's think. no bridges. There's no bridges near us. I think the branch will hold. Stop holding. <laughs> so uh, why don't we talk about the the well, main subject to talk, to talk about. about? Okay. <laughs> Before I have to go jump off a bridge. No, I'm not going to cut that out. No, no I'm going to keep everything in. This is raw. This is raw. Okay. This is definitely good bold. Stuff. Hey, definitely, listen. definitely. Bold. We're live. Yeah. We're live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> this is why we don't do this this often, because we get all these jokes in here. Our oh, listeners are like, what are these people talking about? Uh, it just so, increases to the... To play us out? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the real reason we're right. here. Okay. Um, the 
to, to give you a background, here's, here's what happened. In 2017, which is the year that just ended by the time you're hearing this, unless you're hearing this many, many years later, which is possible. Or unless you can travel back in time. Exactly. Gotta get back in time. <laughs> we'll never um, finish. No. <laughs> the 2017 varsity football season for West Windsor Plainsboro High School North, right here in Mercer County. New Jersey. New Jersey. Or as it's more properly pronounced, New Jersey. <laughs> was canceled this year due to a lack of participants. The, the, the high school simply could not field enough players to, to participate in a, on a varsity high school football team. The school district, the West Windsor Plainsboro School District, wanted to try to combine the teams of both the North and South high schools, especially because the South high school was also suffering in that department. They had enough kids to at least field the team, but these kids were How not... How many kids do you need? <sighs> I just out of curiosity. Well, well a typical f- active roster for football in the NFL is 45. 45? 45 people are active each game. In with, the NFL? In the NFL. Okay. And then total, I think they have like a 53 on the roster, so there's a couple of healthy scratches before right. each game, basically. Okay. Um... So you, let's assume it's in that same general area, maybe a little less, but, you know. Wow. Yeah, let's just say it's... I didn't realize it was that much yes. for high school. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, the game is a taxing, taxing game. So yeah. although you might be able to get kids to play both ways, offense and defense, right. it's, you know, when, when, when the game gets to be that physical, you can't, it's, it's just not possible. You got to give the, the body a chance to rest. So... Anyway, um, they tried to combine the teams, okay? Because the South High School had enough to form a team, but they could not. They just they just weren't very good. They had like the bare minimum number of kids. The kids were all basically kind of like JV players playing varsity because there weren't any other kids, and you know. So it was really a kind of a sad kind of situation. a hodgepodge, yeah, exactly. Kids. Okay. So they wanted to try and combine those teams. Well, according to the NJSIA, which is the New Jersey. State Interscholastic Athletic Association, which is the governing body that handles all high school sports in the state of New Jersey. They have certain guidelines that prevent certain situations where teams can be combined within school districts. Basically, the sports of basketball, baseball, softball, and spring track can never be combined with another high school, within, you know, especially within districts like that. And it also goes for football when the, t- the schools are of group three or higher. And the group procedures are basically, de- you know, they group the high schools based on the total number of kids who attend the high school. So group four is the highest. So if you have, you know, above X number of kids attending your high school, you're considered a group four. Mm. You know, group one is the least number of kids, et cetera. And they do that because that kind of evens out the playing field. If you have more kids in your high school, you're going to have more talented kids on average playing on these teams. Right. And they want those teams to be playing each other rather than, you know, a, you don't want a group four team playing a group one team. That's like the Big Ten colleges, Exactly. Right? You don't want you don't want We've a division. got like 20,000 students. You don't want a division one football team playing a division three football team because they'll wipe, not only will they wipe the floor with them, but somebody's going to get hurt beyond you right. know, standard wear and tear. Gotcha. So, Anyway, so that's those are the rules, okay? Gotcha. West Windsor Plainsboro uh, School District 
uh, basically fought it and said, we need to fix this. And the NJSIA looked at this and said, you know what, you're right. We're going to allow you next season to combine schools. They put in a procedure where they said, you know, you, you know, if you've happened to fall into one of these scenarios that I just mentioned, you can petition us and we will take it by a case-by-case basis and say, you know, we think that you should, you know, you, you should be able to do this or maybe not do this, et cetera. You know, basically they came up with a solution for it just at the cost of the West Windsor Plainsboro High School North's varsity football season in 2017. Not that big of a deal. Right. You know, you feel a little bit for the kids who, you know, didn't get the chance to play football, but football, as we've discussed before, is a sport where there are a lot of bigger issues at play here. It's not just about the quote-unquote prestige of playing the sport, you know, the high school level. It is such a dangerous sport now that there are so many mitigating factors that go into this. Um, so much more research has been done recently, exactly, with regard to CTE and you know all these all these head injuries, and the 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 re, the results from the research are. You know the, the writing's on the wall exactly. at this point. Exactly. Who was the doctor that uh, Bennett did? Amalu? Okay, I believe is his name. Okay, and and that was cited as one of the main reasons in the, the articles explaining well there were five sports I think there were that, seven sports seven six sports I think that he okay. said he would never let his kids play okay but they were it was cited in an article about this particular situation with these high schools right they were talking about why why is enrollment down and obviously they said well you know it's it's clearer now especially in these affluent districts with these you know smart kids that they don't want to subject themselves to this yeah. If they see, if you know, if this brilliant high school kid sees that this is happening, regardless of what his parents say, he's going to say, you know what, I don't think I want to do this. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to be able to have a normal life, go to college, blah, blah, and I don't want right. to be thinking about my brain damage later on in life. What were these five other sports? I believe so it, was it was football, football wrestling, uh, boxing, mixed martial arts, Lacrosse. Field hockey, right? No, oh, it wasn't field hockey. It was lacrosse, lacrosse. And there was one other one. It was, I think it was some obscure. Hockey? Did you say yeah, hockey? it was hockey. It was hockey. Okay. It was regular hockey. Those were the six sports that he said if he had a kid under 18, he would not let them play. And that's why that man is in the witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to have his voice lowered, uh, you know, and, and wearing a mask all the time. Everything sounds like this. <laughs> he just walks around Ooh, and his face is pixelated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and there's, a, there's a little thing that follows him that screws up his name. Instead of Darth Vader, it says Jarth Mater. <laughs> <laughs> so, for legal reasons, for, this for is le- not true. Right. For <laughs> <laughs> anecdotal reasons. This is very, Absolutely very true. true. <laughs> but, you know, you make good points because... You know, your 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 brain is sort of still developing. Oh, absolutely. You know, it it it. it what did they say? What age did they say? Like twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's an estimate. I mean, you know, just to to think that if you're playing a sport where, and so many people think that wearing a helmet's going to solve it, and it's not. It's about the 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 movement that the brain does in your head. When you, when you get impact. hit, yeah. the impact, right? So, 
and the the act of concussion. Right. Ah, see, I, see I used a big word. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, thank you. But but you know you, you want to make you want to educate people. That's I think that's the best protection out of all this is educating in the youth in addition to witness protection. In addition well, to yes, witness. of course. <laughs> but. I think, you know, a lot of things need to be considered, you know, you know, as I don't think they'll ever really do away with these sports because, I mean, they've become such an ingrained part of our culture where, you know, but I believe that at some point something has to change. Well, you could, you, there right? are some with who, regard to the sport, how it's played. There are some who firmly believe that within 20 years, the NFL, as we know, it will cease to exist. They, they honestly believe really? that because of... Anyone prominent of, say that or I, I just a bunch of pundits? I don't or, know off the top of my that's head. That's interesting. But I, like, I've heard it on these like sports talk radio shows and whatnot. And are and these would, people speaking of this mournfully, paranoically, like, I think God it, forbid? I or, think more more objectively. Just okay. saying, just no, saying I'm just that curious. This, <laughs> is, this is a very real possibility, you know? Okay. And it's going to get to a point where... Either football is going to become flag football or two-hand touch or something like that, um, or people are going to have to start, you know, signing waivers basically, you know, and and there's going to have to be some sort of like additional legal side to you know these people who willingly decide to participate in this game. And then there are those and there are people who argue like, oh, but they make so much money, they know what they're getting into, but. No, not really. I mean, yeah, I know they're making a lot of money and everything, but they've been doing this their whole lives right. since they were since they were in you know Pop Warner. These are the, <laughs> you know? these like, are the talents with which they have been blessed, right? You know, so, so they're, they they're not just going to pick this up, right? I mean, unless you are a prodigy, you know, you're not just going to pick this up out of nowhere and start doing it. Right. You've been doing it your whole life. So to say that okay, he's being paid a lot. Well, he's been exposed to this for. You know, some 20, 25 years. And this is their opportunity to make the money that they may need for the rest of their life. Right. You know, because of the damage the sport exactly. does. Exactly. Exactly. And not to mention also, that's, I mean, it's entrapment in a way. It it's like, is. it's sort of like, mm -hmm. it's sort of like, you know, you're, 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 you're sucked into this, this drain that you can't get out of, you know? It's also kind of just, I mean, with regard to the money, it's just general capitalism. I mean, the market dictates. Hmm. These these salaries, you know, the number of people who come to the games, who who pay the teams in ticket sales and concessions and souvenirs, you know, are, are what allows them to put that money back into the team in order to pay these enormous salaries, you know. So and you got these cable deals and you know. So, I mean, people complain and about these salaries. I, I say that's we're the ones paying it. You know, right. you don't like it, don't pay the the fee. You right. know, don't go to the games, don't exactly. buy the souvenirs, turn off the TV. Exactly. You know, let the ratings drop, which they did for the NFL especially. This year, this has, year been, has been incredibly for bad. lots of reasons. I was say, but, that's a, for a yeah, variety of exactly. reasons. But, it's not but, just the head <laughs> stuff; it's more so the other stuff, yeah. the, the national anthem stuff. Right. But anyway, back to the original story. Um, that so so West Windsor made their point, and beginning next year, if they don't have enough kids, they will be allowed to have one football team for the two schools which is fine right i mean i don't see an issue with they that. meet they meet their cert, their criteria yep. that is specific to them right and yeah 
on their Is state. it specific to them, though? Well, or was it, it, well it's they, a, they would have to meet certain criteria. It goes on a case-by-case right? case basis, basically. But, and so that, they introduced a process for everyone, not just for West Right, Wednesday. they basically okay. said that, in, you know, from now on, you know, if, if you fall into the category of these sports that we've laid out where we say you can't just combine sports, mm-hmm. you can come to us, we'll examine your situation, and we'll offer a verdict as a result of that. And, you know, you'd like to believe that common sense will prevail, and unless some sort of extenuating circumstances present themselves, they're going to say, okay, yeah, go ahead and do it. You know, if they can see something, you know, unethical or illegal going on, they're going to be like, no, you can't do that. But, um, so, moving on, we all thought everything was well and good with this. However, a, a assemblyman from New Jersey, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the guy who represents... Mer- uh, Mercer, Mercer and Middlesex County, um, or parts of both, where West Windsor would fall. Um, he he introduced a bill to the New Jersey State Assembly that basically says that they're going to enact a law where, that that circumvents the NJSIAA and gives schools the right to do this regardless of what the NJSIA says. And it's written in a way where it's not just necessarily that they're allowed to combine teams within the schools, so to speak. It's that they can recruit other students from other places to join. It's basically along the lines of saying, if you live within a certain school district but you go to a private school, you can, if you meet the, the eligibility requirements, try out for the public school team. Was it Daniel Benson? Yes, it was Dan okay. Benson. Dan Benson is the okay. politician. Anyway, so it passed through the assembly. I was, it was rattling my mind. I had, I had to... It's all that yeah. CTE you have. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it passed Maybe. the assembly. It went to the, the state senate. And uh, Shirley Turner and I forget who the other senator is, who also both who represent the same area, Mercer and Middlesex, et cetera, amended the bill to you know kind of clean it up a little bit and say what it, you know. Reed got Gustiora. Might be it. Can't remember. Gustiora. Is that next to Senator? It's next to. It's he's an assemblyman. No, this I'm talking about the, oh, uh, the, senator? the senators now. The senators. Senators of New Jersey? Yes, the state senators, not the federal, not the not the uh, senators that are at the U.S. Congress, but in the in the. Well, the isn't state. it Menendez? No, no he's, he's the, the he's the federal. A, he's a, the, on the federal. Oh, level. he We're was talking. the he was this, wasn't he? The no, senator? he was he's 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 the oh, one. Oh God, I'm he, an idiot. Yeah, we know. No, 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 you're not an idiot. <laughs> he, he is a senator, but he's not a state senator. He's a oh. he's a U.S. senator. US oh, senator. Shirley Turner is one of the senators. Oh, okay. That, and all right. There's another That's state different level. Yeah. yeah. That's what confused me. Okay. So anyway, they they basically amended the bill to kind of clean it up a little bit. Um, add in some language that said that, you know, like we can't, they eliminated some loopholes, like, you know, we're not going to provide busing for these kids and things like that and whatnot. They voted on it and they passed and they sent it back to the assembly. And that's, that's where it's waiting right now is to go through the assembly once again with this new language in it. And there's been some backlash over this because these articles that have come out and the NJSIA has spoken out about this as well. Not just necessarily because it circumvents what they want to do and basically, you know, kind of neuters them of their power, but it puts schools in a scenario to build super teams. 
it basically allows them to recruit in a way that makes it, it that gives them the power to become unethical. Circumventing the, the stipulation that would require them to basically basically saying what they're they to would, form right. They would basically say it's it's kind of an indirect way of saying if you can't feel the team, we're not necessarily going to go ahead and just say that you know a school district has the power to combine teams we're saying you have the ability to recruit for your team so that you don't have to combine you have the ability a a school could then technically maybe you know this is this is nefarious but maybe downsize their team on purpose right so that for some reason and then try to poach it, some talent exactly. right. from another school right and and you know they and of course you know athletic directors talk to each other there so. could be some secret deal between the, the the big public school and the big private school in the area and they could say what if we combine our resources and you know be, form this big team that just wins championship after championship like we'll say we're struggling exactly wow you know? So these are the types. That's insidious. Yeah, that seems that that is basically for corruption. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is basically what this what they're afraid is going. It is a projection of what they feel will happen with the, with this bill passing. It's always tough to gauge on projections because you can't. You know, it, it, there's no guarantee it will come true. You know, um, well, especially with this where there's no. Numbers, right? It's not like a budgetary thing where exactly. you can kind of forecast there's, there's no, it. You know. There's no oversight. You kind of have to ballpark it. Exactly. You have yeah. you would have to have somebody go back and and look at all the state champions over X number of times and this that you know and say do we, we notice a trend here and you know do some digging and some investigation. But and, even then, they were never allowed to do this. So how do you know? <laughs> right. So well, let's look at the positives and the negatives of this. Okay. Like so, the positives of this in West Windsor's case. Is when they when you're legitimately out of players, like for real, right? And you need to form. You need another school to form. What you could in order to play. Exactly. Then you, you don't have to petition anyone. You right. Could go. You could basically, with this law in place, a kid who goes to a private school mm-hmm. who didn't make the varsity team, right. but who's in the West Windsor school district, right, could then say, you know what. I didn't make the, the varsity team at my private school. Can I come try out for the public school varsity team? And they'll say yes, and he might make that team. And that's a perfectly legitimate... That's fine. That's a great reason that's, to have this That's rule. a great reason. Right. But the negative is that someone could gerrymander the, the participation of a team exactly. in order to force a, a union to gain more talent. Yep. So, which seems more likely, right? Well, then you have to look at this case by case. I mean, you almost have to have an auditor, right? I mean, which that, was you, the NJSIA, exactly. But then you just took them out of the right. this bill. Yeah. So the question here is: Does this bill do more harm than good? Seems like it. it. Seems like we 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 don't really know. We won't really know until we allow it to, you know to to get through. If it does get through, well, but, but that's a, well, it's too late then. Well, <laughs> who says? Well, who says it has to be a bill? Maybe it's just, you know, maybe if everyone is aware of West Windsor's situation, to say okay, you know, maybe we'll make we'll we have to make an exception for this particular school district because they are legitimately low on players. But it sounds like that's what's already happened. That's what, that's that's what, what the NJSIA did. Is the NJSIA said, 
we fixed the problem. So why are we trying to... Yeah, so I would you know, not even make it go past that. Right. I think this bill is bad. Yeah. Why Why are we reinventing the wheel here? Yeah. You know? I mean... Unless there's an oversight built into the bill, you know, that the government is then going to no, there, replace there the no NJSIA. There's no oversight wow. in the bill. I read the bill word for word. Mm. It is not in there. You know? And this is for all teams. This is for all New Jersey uh, schools, basically. Mm. Not just football. Not just football. It's all New Jersey schools. That's scary because you can public, have non-public, private. You know your charter schools, your homeschooled kids, um, basically anything that's not like a vocational high school. Wow. Do they do this with band? With <laughs> marching bands? No, really, dude. I don't think so. No. No. So you're so basically. I'm, ju- I'm just curious because is- I think I will. I don't know about you two, but I think marching band is a sport. I I, I really do. With the amount of physical have, exertion that you, I would have no argument that, with that, that you need, and the amount of mental capacity you need, you definitely. I think it's definitely a sport. My, you know, and, and the reason why I ask it is because, you know, you have sort of a different umbrella that the marching band falls under. Because more often than not, unless it's an incredibly competitive marching band program, you're probably not cutting people from the marching band. Nor do you have a varsity or a JV marching band. It's just right. one band, you know. Right. But there so, are competitive marching bands. And oh, sure. They could theoretically, and this is well, what you're saying, adopt the same strategy, right? right? In some case, and right, and in some cases, you know, you, you like to, to back to what we were saying before, different levels, like you, 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 with marching bands, levels, levels, Jerry, levels, levels. We'll pay Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> a lot of money for this. <laughs> this is the first time we're paying Jerry Seinfeld that had a Jim Gaffigan. Wow. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you have like you have concert band, and sometimes you have to audition to be in the marching band, mm-hmm. or vice versa, right. depending on how many kids are in the school. So, that was sort of my point to the question: Do they, if a school is too small, or there's like a regional high school, let's say, I mean, then in that point, then in that case, I guess you would combine. It's possible. Mar- marching you could, bands you together. Could. I mean, and this is just New Jersey. I mean, I'm just talking about New Jersey. I'm sure this goes on in other states oh, as absolutely. well. Well, you know, I think... Actually, does, has anything like this happened in any other state? Do you know? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, even if it did, I don't know if it would get the same kind of traction as it would, um, at least at the marching band level in another state. I don't know. I mean, maybe this kind of thing has happened at the state level well, I'm athletics. talking about with yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I don't know, with, but that's with athletics. I have not seen anything in the research. Maybe my research is is, in, is incomplete, which mm. is certainly possible. But this is this just happened. I'm just thinking of this now. Otherwise, I would have researched it. Well, but. yeah, but and this just came across my desk because the NJSIAA sent out an email to all officials saying, "Please read this and understand why we are against it. And should you feel inclined, please write to your representative." Have you spoken with other officials about this? I, I spoke briefly with some other officials about it. and the, the, What are their consensus? It's basically, it comes down to this. Why does the state feel the need to get involved? The NJSIAA fixed it. Why do they feel the need to get, I mean, there's, there's no point for the state to stick their nose in this. There are so many other real issues you know, at you know that need to be discussed, right? And it makes you wonder: Did did Dan Benson have some sort of ulterior motive? Did he did he feel you know is is he a former football player and you know he's just so ingrained in football and blind to the fact that 
football can be more dangerous than anything else and said, no, I can't, I, I can't let this happen. I have to do something about this at the state level. Or did, did people start lobbying to him and start putting money in his pocket? Well, so that's that what's weird. It? It's hard to figure out who's benefiting exactly. from this. I mean, even in terms of just purely personal monetary gain, like what is the lobby on this issue? There's really none. <laughs> Nobody cares about this. Then again, than, maybe ADs we were talking about. Could be. I mean, but AD, they are kind of strong ADs men are in a probably, certain way. Yeah, <laughs> probably saying this is a good thing from that standpoint. You know. But how did they get to Dan Benson? <laughs> well, what's funny about this is I wonder if ADs are so short-sighted that they don't see that this could backfire on them too. You know, an AD might say, you know what, my... Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just going to be completely blind to the fact that my best player might get poached mm. by, a, by, by <laughs> another school. Right. You know, they th- they're, they're thinking about how their school's going to be great, not being able to see the fact that, oh, but my player just left for another team. This isn't right. How could I, you know? Right. You know, Is there no the, geographical limit on this whatsoever? It's, I mean. It depends on where you live in the school district. So you're only eligible to play for schools within that district so like if you go to a private school you know you you know and you live in let's say you live in um the school district of hopewell valley but you go to notre dame high school which is in the lawrence school district okay if you're not going to play for notre dame you would have to play for hopewell you can't then play for lawrence or or West Windsor or Hamilton or anything like okay. that. You would have to. You're only eligible to play for the public school in whose district you live. Mm. So, mm. I mean, now let's look at it in another way. You know, the only benefit that we've discussed about this is the fact that perhaps somebody who didn't make the team, you know, is is going to be able to play again. And maybe and now there's you know maybe there's going to be a team that's going to be able to. I mean, I would. I, I should say it this way. I would say that the other benefit is that now these kids who didn't have a team would be able to play. But the fact of the matter is that the NJSIA already fixed that, so that's no longer a benefit to right. this particular bill. So the only benefit that we've been able to, to surmise is that you know now maybe a kid is going to be able to play a varsity level sport when he thought he was good enough and his coach said he wasn't. That's the only thing. Then I think that, right you know, because the other school could say, "All right, we need this player." Right. So, but the so, bill's not even addressing that intentionally. Exactly. That's just no. A exactly. Lucky byproduct. And even then, isn't that kind of a lesson that people unfortunately have to learn? That That's a very good y- point. You don't just make a team. I will. I'll. I'll offer <laughs> yeah. you a similar example to that. Many years ago, and by many, I think I mean ten, which is a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I served on the board of the local baseball softball association okay we were affiliated with babe ruth league incorporated which is their their headquarters their national headquarters is right down the street here in hamilton and oh really yeah they basically are the governing body similar to the njsia that allow that basically sponsors all kids aged 13 through 15 to play babe ruth baseball and then 16 to 18 to play senior Babe Ruth baseball, et cetera. You know, it's a, it's a clearinghouse for what is, in essence, what we might casually refer to as Little League Baseball for kids between the ages of 13 and 18 or so, you know, thereabouts. Their younger division, 12 and down, is called Cal Ripken Baseball, obviously named for the great Cal Ripken. <laughs> All right? Cal Ripken 
is basically a direct co competitor to the actual company of Little League Baseball Incorporated. You know, we see the Little League World Series on TV and whatnot. That's actually Little, Little League Baseball, you know, that company. You won't see teams that play Cal Ripken Baseball ah. in that because they're two competing companies. Really? Yes. So oh, I never realized that. So these that. local leagues usually affiliate with one or the other depending upon certain things. So Hopewell, for example is affiliated completely with Babe Ruth. So they do Babe Ruth for 13 and up, and they do Cal Ripken underneath, okay? Um, trying to think. West Windsor is the opposite. West Windsor is Babe Ruth 13 and up, but below their Little League. And on top of that, their Little League is so big, they actually have to split into two different leagues. <laughs> so they have West Windsor as one and Cranberry Plainsboro as another one. Okay? Oh. So. Do they ever play each other or no? In, like, summer tournaments, they will. Okay. Okay? Ewing is another example. And it, it, it actually won't be this way after this year. Uh, but in the past, this, is, this was the exact example that came up here is that they were Babe Ruth 13 and up but Little League below and Little League and uh, Ewing is geographically right next to Hopewell we had a kid who lived within the Ewing district who did not want to play Ewing Little League he wanted to play Cal Ripken so he you know he basically petitioned and was it was told you you know your rights are being released to Hopewell, so if you want to play Cal Ripken, you play in Hopewell. Okay, fine, whatever, you know. The problem that began to arise was that this kid was taking roster spots on these summer tournament teams, these district teams, away from the kids who lived in Hopewell who wanted to play for this team. Right. So the question was, which is better? What's, this, what's the situation here? And the, the two competing sides were, well, one, kid, one side was, you know, perhaps this kid wouldn't have made the Ewing team. So we, have, we owe it to him to allow him the chance to play. You know, because if, he, like, if, he, if he's not good enough to play on the Ewing team, but he's good enough to play on our team, we owe it to him to allow him to play. But then the flip side was, yeah, but then he's taken a roster spot in playing time from, away from one of our own kids. Which one is it? Wow. You know? You're, you are stuck between a rock and That's a hard a conundrum. place. Because somebody, some kid, whether it be the Ewing kid or the Hopewell kid, is not going to get the chance to play because of this. And you obviously want the kids to have the opportunity to play. If the bill were designed to fix that, then I'd say, great. But right, it but it's, not, it's like not. Exactly. <laughs> That's the purpose. Not That's not, it's not going to address that issue. Yeah. Well, one thing you can look at, you know, the old adage, life isn't fair, but I feel like there has to be a way to make this work. You know, there, there, there has to be. I mean, if you're, I feel like if you were born into a district, into a town, you wanted to play in their league, wouldn't it just make sense to I mean, maybe it's just me, but <laughs> to play in the your town's league. Listen, I, I, I mean, 
What, what was the reason why this kid didn't want to play? There really Ewing? wasn't a good reason. Like it wasn't like this kid wasn't good enough to make the Ewing team, and therefore he wanted to play over here. You know, like I mean, was it? I mean. Are the tryouts that rigorous? Where there's no, there such I a mean, difference like, between Cal Ripken and Babe Ruth? I mean, like, well, let's put it. No, let's. You mean Little League? And, Little League. And Cal I'm Ripken. sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah Little League. Really, and Cal Ripken. I mean, the only difference is that for 12 year olds, uh, Cal Ripken plays 50 70 bases and Little League plays 46 60, so it's a smaller field. But here's the thing, specific to this example, this kid, he was a big kid for a 12 year old. Okay, if he was smart, he would want to play. Little League, because a kid that big at the age of 12 would be such a powerhouse. Like, if you really cared about winning mm. that much, you would be wanting to play Little League because you're going to hit so many home runs on that small field with your... I mean, how was Ewing's talent? I mean, do you, I It mean, really wasn't that good at that time. So then it would have so, benefited them for exactly. this kid to play in Ewing. I so mean, there's no yeah. reason, no obvious reason why that would have been the case. You know, so well, maybe I say, they were looking for a challenge. Maybe he was looking to. It could have been. He maybe he was looking for competitive baseball that was up to his. But but the thing. I is still that, think though that if you're in your town, you should play in your town. But and the other thing too. I to, mean, to your point, when they play those summer teams, they're not playing other Ewing teams. They're playing teams all around that are probably better than them. Uh, so he's going to get that challenge. Right. He may his team may not win, but his individual statistics will be good. You know, so are you that concerned that your team is just not that good and you want to play on a team that's going to advance so you get to play more? I mean, that's how intricate this argument starts to get. Yeah. Anything, you might not play as much because you'll be with kids who are at your level and or, or better. You know, you, you, you may get a challenge, but you might not as get, you know, not get as much field time. Right. You know, so it is a double-edged sword, but I feel like, you know, it would just benefit each respective town for their own kids to play in, the, you know, to play in their own leagues. I mean, now let me throw you a different example. Okay, this is a personal example. Okay, when I was around the age of sixteen, seventeen years old. Okay, okay you you go, you know, there, the for kids between the ages of sixteen and eighteen, you have two baseball options in the summer. The really good kids play Legion baseball, and then the other kids play Senior Babe Ruth. Okay, Legion is like the varsity, and Senior Babe Ruth is like the junior varsity. Okay. And what 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 ages is this? This is about sixteen to eighteen. Okay. Okay. Um, I started by playing two years of Senior Babe Ruth because uh, the kids who were ahead of me on the Legion team were so much better that I really didn't want to just spend my summer sitting the bench when I knew that there wasn't, you know, it's not like the press. It, it, I mean, it was, it was important to play Legion. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't feel like I was like the, the, I was going to lose anything by playing senior. Big you would have been a small fish in a big tank. Exactly. So in this case, I might as well now, get some playing time right now. Right. I'm going to be a big fish in a small tank right. by playing that. And, and I'm, you know, I'm having the time of my life and yeah, our teams are terrible, but I get to play baseball now. See, you know? and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of maturity to sort of focus on yourself in a team environment, you know. So kudos to you well, for realizing. Well, that. the funny thing about that did is, did you that realize it? I think I did realize <laughs> that, but at the same time, when you're that young and there are so many older people around you, whether it be fathers, coaches, or whomever, they don't look at it that way. Especially back in those days of the late '90s, right? To them, it was fear. You were too scared to go play Legion. 
So it was really it was it was an interesting subject back then. That is but, very unsportsmanlike. Mm, thank you. But <laughs> holy crap! The, the 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 point that I was going to make about this was that as I was approaching, uh, you know, like my senior year of high school, I was getting to the point where I was like, okay. For this last year of eligibility, I really need to play Legion if I want to play college baseball, etc. Okay. The problem was that the you know the, the, the whoever was coaching the team at that time did not made it pretty clear that I was not going to be playing if I was on his team. He he valued other players ahead of me, whether that was right or not. It was it was, to me it was unfair. He, I wasn't going to get my my fair chance to try out. When he said, "Oh, I might take you, but you're just going to sit the bench," and that actually turned into something of a territorial battle between fathers and whatnot. Like my father would be, you know, very mad at this guy for saying, "How you know, how much of a jerk can you be for not playing my son?" Like that, you know, you know, that's that's so. You know, it, it, it got really out of hand and it was much more than what was on the field. Therefore, mm. what I tried to do was, uh, you know, in in the Legion baseball program you have to apply to have your rights released if you want to change teams. So what I tried to do was I said, you know, I don't want to, you know, based on my situation, I don't want to play for Hopewell Legion. I want to play for Ewing Legion because in Hopewell Legion, I'm just going to sit the bench. They don't like me there for whatever reason. It's nothing I did. If I play for Ewing Legion, I think I'm going to have a better experience and blah, 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 blah. Well, what has to happen is that the coach has to basically cut you and then sign your your rights away this coach didn't do that he refused he refused to he said no no i want to bet i would i want him i'd rather him sit on my bench useless than have him on another team exactly playing exactly what so wait so what's the psychology behind this i wish obviously you must have been pretty good if he was scared of you going on another team only to bench you while you were sitting on what is, what is this what that is this is called bizarre that really world. that i am pissed off for you oh thank you no that really you wanna, you really rub my is what later too? what you want to rub my shoulders later too oh yeah okay <laughs> come on that's on the podcast that's on the podcast <laughs> oh that's raw we're not we're not <laughs> editing, editing that, that out. no but really like how screwed up is that? It's very screwed up. I mean, the whole thing is screwed up. I don't, I'm not arguing that. But the point that I'm trying to make is that that's a type of a situation where something like this bill could potentially... Would supersede, would supersede his exactly. decision that's, not this, to this bill sign would, your rights away? Exactly. Would, I mean, maybe not in this league because this league is, not, is, is a different from high school sports. But this league, you know, if, it, if this happened in high school, basically, then... Uh, I would have been able to, you know, say, okay, you're going to be like that. I'm just not going to try out for your team. I'm going to go try out for the other team, you know. So So it gives you a free agency, if you will. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you know. Exactly. It's very much like that. But But is this so rampant and is this such a problem that that's really necessary? It seems like a very specific problem. And that's I think that's the point is that why is this getting to the point where that's the case? I mean, why is why are high school sports becoming so cutthroat, so life or death Mm. that Mm. we feel the need, you know, to do this? I mean, the best way I can sum this up is and this was actually something that was said when I was talking to some other officials about this. And I think this is a, a great way to kind of like start to, to wrap it up. 
scholastic athletics, above, from the college level up it might be a different story, but at least from the high school level down, scholastic athletics are meant to be an extension of the classroom. It is meant to be a way for the kids to learn through the means of athletics. Okay. Now, the purpose that this was being said was to basically explain to coaches and administrators and everyone, if, you're not, if you wouldn't be a jerk in the classroom, don't come out and be that jerk on the ball field to officials. Okay. Or stop treating this like pro sports. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's an so, academic setting. Right. So the point is then, why are we treating the? I mean, are we going down a path where we're going to regret this because of this type of a thing? And not to get political, but there is a serious attack in on academics. Not only, I mean, in just countrywide, there there is. There seems to be less of a respect for academics, and you see it at all levels. You even see it in college. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of college, you know, a lot of college adjuncts and professors are not getting paid what they're owed, and it goes right up to the administration. And I feel like, in terms of sports, scholastic sports, it's kind of trickling down where you get that sort of idea in your head, like kind of what you were saying, where, you know, it's sort of like there's. It's being treated as a pro sport, where it, the academics are thrown thrown at the wayside, and you, you're right. You are supposed to learn first. Right. And you know we were talking about this in the last podcast, where players sort of take up a leadership role, and you're sort of educating others, and some coaches are putting people down for that. You know, with the with the whole thing with Eli Manning. Right. You know. If you take the time to mentor as a as a kid, take the time to mentor other kids who are your who are your junior on the on the team, the wins are gonna be there mm. if there's enough support mm. to learn, to better yourself as not only an athlete, but as an academic, mm-hmm. as a human being. And I feel a lot of that is lost in this translation and in this proposed bill, you know, it's not about academics anymore. It's about, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about. It's about just winning. That's not the point. Obviously that's what this boils down to. So I think one of those things that we have to remember is, yeah, to your point, it's academics, right? It's a school environment. Mm -hmm. We can't forget this. And this is all supposed to be about sportsmanship. This is about you know. This is right. supposed to be about giving kids the proper experience, especially and not, the impressionable, and minds. not putting them in harm's way, which is something that this bill could do potentially. It's that this, the, if we if we follow down this thought path, imagine a situation where it's not just about putting you know stronger kids out on the field that are going to give you an edge to win. You're going to then eventually get that scenario I described before, where the Group Four team plays the Group One team, and you have and lots group, of injuries. That Group Someone One actually team gets hurt. is going to get really hurt. seriously hurt, and that's that. Now, now there is zero point and zero experience, zero learning experience coming out of this. And you even kids. see it. Unfortunately, you even see it within the same division. Mm-hmm. You see kids getting wheeled off, and you, you, if you see an ambulance at the ready, <laughs> with with paramedics on standby 
for a high school game. I mean, you really got to kind of assess the situation a little bit. Like, I know it's there for safety reasons in case anybody gets hurt, but... A fan could fall. A fa- yeah, right. Exactly. Anything yeah. can happen, but it's scary that it has gotten to this point, even in the same division. Right. Just imagine if they're two div- different divisions facing off with each other, the complications and potential, you know, the, the, the mortality is there. Mm, yep. Unfortunately. More in the short term, what can be done about this bill? Do we know what's the fate of the bill or the it suspected is, outcome? From I mean, the last time, obviously, you know, it is at, at the point, at the time that we are recording this, um, as I said, it has gone back to the assembly to be voted on again before it goes to the governor's desk. But the provisions that are changed don't sound really major. It sounds like it'll pass, The, probably, the provisions right? that were changed within the Senate basically were just kind of like bookkeeping, mm-hmm. you know, boilerplate stuff. Right. Um, so at this point, I mean, it, it, that it very well could pass. So I guess, I mean, this is something that I was debating, but if, if, if you as a listener don't want you know want to speak up about this write your congressperson absolutely okay you have the right to do that and say you know we we highly you know i I highly disagree with this bill because i i firmly believe that this is not going to be beneficial for the following reasons you know use use the resources on the internet to find out who your your representative or your senator is what their mailing address or email address is their phone number however and, and make your and voice no matter heard. where you're listening from. I mean, you know, other things, you know, things like this in other states could be happening. Exactly. You know, you, you, you just be educated on the, on the on the whole thing, and you know, l- let us know your thoughts too. Yes, exactly. You know, please please comment. You know, please make sure. You know, we didn't mention this yet, but please send us your comments. You know, you can email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Facebook is facebook.com slash osipfoundation. Twitter is at OSA Foundation using the hashtag how to play the game. So we welcome your comments and we want to be able to share these thoughts on, on our next episode yeah. or future episodes. So I think that kind of puts a good point of repose on, on this discussion today. I think you've used the word repose at least once during the same time each and every podcast. Well, I think that's just my way of wrapping things up and proving that I did take an SAT test at one point in my life. You're welcome. Hey, listen, I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank Conclusion. You. That's another word. That's, that's, I, I think we all knew Let's that one all in third think of grade. Close. Okay. Conclusion. Repose. Repusion. Done. Done. <laughs> finished. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> so once again, we want to. I want to. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Sean and Sean, for being here. We Sean just, squared. Sean squared, or Dumbo in this case. And, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm a terrible person. We yeah, gave you, me we, too. We gave you the ways to contact us. Email podcast at osipfoundation.org, facebook.com slash osipfoundation, Twitter at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Um, be sure to check out uh, other episodes of this podcast. Be sure to check out our blog at osipfoundation.org. Give us lots of stars. Lots of stars. Subscribe, reviews, everything. This is fun. This is, this is really good. Let's do this again. Yeah, we'll yeah, wait guys. another year before we do this again. A year? Maybe. We'll find out. We'll Let's see. Do sometime over the summer. All right. That's probably fair. Yeah. I also want to make sure that I thank the good people here at Pizzeria, or Uno Pizzeria and Grill, I should say. This place has been a godsend to us. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been coming here. They just celebrated their 15-year anniversary. Oh, wow. I've been coming here since since they opened. Great. They've been great people to us. They host help us host trivia events here the first Tuesday of every month. So kudos to them for allowing us to do this as a kind of a special way to kick off 2018. And... Um, Great. We had it. We had a blast. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, to happy everyone out there, thank you for. Yes, uh, happy New Year, yeah, Sean. Happy New Year to both of you guys, and uh, happy New Year to all of our listeners. Uh, to all of our listeners, thank you again for joining us, and uh, be sure to treat each other with respect. How you play the game is a production of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by Soundspring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.